Hello and welcome to the Buffalo Sessions. I'm your host, Jamie Stewart from Circle Networks. Are you ready to scale your business in order to earn more and work less? In this podcast, I share insights and interviews with real business owners to reveal what's working for them, to help you to be more Buffalo, to improve your life and business. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I'm joined by, I feel like he's my conference buddy. Um, so me and Todd, Todd from Spaghetti Urgency, been to a number of conferences together. And I think, you, I feel like we've got that camaraderie from that shared experience of going to events. No matter what event it is, it's just going to something together, isn't it, that makes a difference? Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Yeah. We've, we've shared an experience, haven't we? I think it's important to, to, yeah, to do those things. Yeah. Um, but more than that, I feel like I've been on a journey with you for the last few years. So we, I think that we first connected after, oh, it was a conf- pre-COVID, we connected on Facebook, but didn't know each other. So how many people listening to this can think, oh, I've got people that I'm friends with on Facebook, but I've never actually met them because someone sends us a connection request, we accept it. And then we we finally met up at a conference and started to get to know each other. And I think that makes the difference. So, but I've followed your journey. So you've documented a massive change over the last few years, a personal change that you've gone through that's had a big impact on your life and business. And and if you don't know Todd, if you're listening, meeting him for the first time today, um, two and a half years ago, he was at an event and decided to stop drinking and go sober. And it's had a big impact for you, Todd, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been profound um so i always preframe it like this i wasn't alcoholic but i was functioning alcoholic i drank all the time constantly so strangely i was kind of what's termed as a normal drinker i drink every single weekend i drink at home um did put quite a bit away but i wasn't like your typical alcoholic kind of thing i wasn't i wasn't seemingly i wasn't struggling with it but as i heard enough of this event and i'd sort of been looking at it i'd heard it on podcasts and um just seeing stuff in TikTok and Instagram. And I was like, oh, it's interesting. It kind of makes you less focused and ruins your clarity and upsets your vibration if you're into spirituality and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I wonder if it's like the next kind of thing. We're always looking for the secret pill in business, aren't we? The next vitamin to take to make ourselves like young and vibrant. And and uh, I'd had a night about two weeks before this event where I got absolutely hammered and fell asleep in a car park at a business event, which is really not what you're supposed to do at a business event. And uh, it's kind of funny, but it's not funny. And the next day I woke up with a stinking hangover and went straight back to the pub, have a hair of a dog. And that was the way I dealt with it. So at this event, two weeks later, three weeks later, I, I heard what I needed to hear and I quit. And it's just had such a profound effect on my life. I can't stop talking about it because I can't, I still can't believe it to an RP on the difference it's made. And it's not just that. I think it's gone from from an observer's perspective. It's gone hand in hand with a big change in how active you are. <laughs> yeah. So this is I talk a lot about this when when people ask me about how I did it. And I think for years I tried to quit drinking instead of replace drinking. So this time around, it was a total fluke. I'm very grateful I fluked it. I replaced it with with fitness. And I within a couple of weeks of stopping drinking, I at the same event, I'd actually met a PT, an online PT, and uh, we'd connected on Facebook from the event and started chatting. And it was the right time, the right place, the right message, then the right moment, and all of these things came together. And and I've signed up. I've been working with him ever since. So I've, I literally swapped drinking for working out, and now I am just a massive gym. Don't even talk about the gym. I'll bore the tits of all of you, of all of your listeners, because I absolutely love it. Because I feel like it saved my life. Uh, so I'm a big advocate for moving whatever you do move like move every single day you don't have to get up at 5 a.m and go to the gym every day like i do but like i'm really i've really become obsessed with it because i've replaced one obsession with another and and i'm okay with that i've not swapped you know wine for cocaine like i've swapped the bad thing for a good thing so all right uh like for me that i realized 10 years ago that that i would just drive to work sit at my desk be in the office go and get lunch at the end of the day, I'd maybe done a thousand steps. Mm. So I'd always wanted dogs. And one of the things not long after I started my own business, I was in this position where I knew I could be around them and and spend time with them. And they weren't just going to get locked in the kitchen all day while I was at work. So 
I've got two dogs now and that helps me get that level of endorphin going activity in the morning. I love working from home now because I get out during the day. So I, I used to be like walking in at this time of year, walking in the dark in the morning, going to work yeah. and then walking in the dark at night. Whereas now I can get out during the daylight. So I'm, I'm on board with you with that. Mm. Before we go too far into that though, what, what impact has this had on your business over the last two and a half years? I bet it's been massive because I, without meaning to sort of underplay, I'm a different person. I'm a completely different person. The, the way I think, act, dress, eat, sleep, talk, content I create. Honestly, they, you you find an area of my life, and I'll tell you how it's changed. I, this is why I can't stop talking about it because I, I was I drank from the age of 15 to 42, and just didn't see it as a problem. And then when I stopped, I was like, holy crap, that was literally my identity, and it was affecting everything in my life. So when I stopped it. It meant everything in my life changed and it changed for the better. Um, but the business has been great because I'm now a different person, better clarity, better focus, more energy um, to be as fit and healthy as I am now and really undoing a lot of damage to my body. Um, I've got a very strict routine from meal prepping to the amount of washing I generate. It's just insane. I've had to like learn how to use a freaking washing machine. I've become like a housewife. Like I can't tell you how different my life is, but that's translated into my business because Everything I look in my business now is like, you know, keep things in order, keep things tidy, plan ahead, look at what's going on, you know, the, the way I the way I sell, the way I market, the events I put on. It's all different. It, it just is. And the connection I have with people is better as well. So honestly, this I don't know how long your podcast is. Is it, is it three and a half hours long? Because I could literally list all of the great things. It's I just, let's just say it's improved my business. Um, the, the, the obvious metric is profits. It, the profits have doubled in the last two and a half years. And, and I put a lot of that down to the way that, uh, the, and the team would support that as well, the, the way that I approach it. So I'm a different, different human being. And, and that's the greatest investment you can ever put into a business is in the business owner. I hear, used to hear it, hear it in books, podcasts, read about it. I'm like, yeah, 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 but I am because I'm listening to this podcast. That is not, no, that's not it. That's not it. You've got to be very, very healthy. And you look at a lot of, this was my mantra from the start, successful people don't drink. When you look at successful people, they are usually pretty good in terms of the way they dress, the way they hold themselves. They've always got some kind of routine going on. And where we met at that conference in London, the speakers didn't drink in the free bar. Lots of the people that were running an event were in the gym in the morning and it just started to all play together. Now, it may not strictly be true. I'm sure Warren Buffett is fairly big. I don't know whether Einstein was that healthy. You know, I don't think he did like dips and pull-ups, but it works for me. It's helped me drive forward and, and you know, there's there's obviously other ways of being successful. But for me, that's my mantra. Successful people don't drink and that's, when it, that's it for now for me. You're right, and it's but it, you're right. Not it's not the thing for everyone, but it's finding what works for us. And yeah. but if you look at it from from my perspective, looking, the drink obviously was not helping you grow your business. So why not replace it with something that does? Mm, and that's what's happened. It wasn't just yeah. for that reason, but this is one of the the, the benefits from it. Um, yeah. So I was lucky enough that we ran a conference last year, and you came along and spoke. And you did, yes. I, I would say, a fantastic keynote all about short form video content. And there was a number of people. So it was short form video content that you spoke about and TikTok. And I think you brought those two topics together because not everybody needs to use TikTok. You can use it on other platforms. So it was a very useful presentation for people that inspired even me, because I'm not particularly good. And one of the things that I'm starting to do now, and we had this conversation just before we started, I'm starting mm -hmm. to use my podcast to create short form content. Yeah. And, and it's finding that way. And, but seeing you on stage was taught at a different level. <laughs> and that's different now too, since I'm like drinking. It's a, it's a, there's another energy source I've tapped into because, and, and I have data on my Apple Watch to prove it. I've got blood work to prove it. I, I have a different energy source running through my body. Alcohol, I'm not anti-alcohol. I don't think people to be like, oh, this guy's hating on alcohol. Like, for some people, it's fine, you know, whatever. Um, I've now got to a point where I will never touch it again. But alcohol does affect your brain, and, and it does ruin the cells, and, it, and it, it, it ruins your sleep, which is the foundation of your health. So look, all ranting and preaching aside, it does affect you. And so if you want to be... You know, you, you think these elite athletes get pissed? They don't. They don't do it. 
you think footballers get drunk before they're on tour, they don't. They get told off. The Gaza days are over. Look what happened to Gaza. You know, those days are done. Like, if you want to be an elite in, any, in anything that you do, you need to put in what you want to get out. And if you're putting in shit, you're going to get shit out. It's just like data. You put shit data in, you get shit data out. You put shit nutrition in, you get shit performance out. So, so yeah, it's affected my my presence on stage, if anything else. Um, and, yeah, very grateful for it. And thank you for your comments as well and for the opportunity to speak at uh, The Circle as well because it was brilliant. It was a really good conference. It was. It was a great event. So, just for anyone because you won't say this but i can if anyone's listening to this and you're putting an event on and you're looking for a keynote speaker then todd is definitely someone that you should have on your list um variety of topics and if if i hadn't made the decision that i was going to have different people on stage each year you would have been on the list for coming back for year two yeah i'd, and I'd be there too it was such a it was such a fun day it was really really good so but i think it's a good idea to do that i think um you and I both, we critique conferences, don't we? We sit on that front row and we're like, oh, I wouldn't have done it like that. <laughs> and I think that's a good thing to take right. away. They're always here. Oh, they're here again, are they? And it's like, yeah. oh, that's interesting. You need to mix it up. So I think you've made the right decision. As gutted as I am, it's the right decision. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there'll be something else. I'm sure. <laughs> so you, you made that decision. And then I think it's really important because it's a habit we're talking about habit changes here and i've been talking about this i read atomic habits uh, properly oh, over Thank christmas and we just do stuff on autopilot so there are things that we do without even thinking about and for a lot of people it might be finish work open a beer open a bottle of wine that kind of stuff so when we have that stuff that just happens automatically and we start to put positive things in place that's what we talk about but before we do that, one of my other clients um, had, had made a decision to to stop drinking recently. Nothing to do with me. And they just felt different on a Monday when they started work. Mm. So they felt like, they felt like, how long have I been underperforming on Mondays? Whilst not, whilst this is, so, someone asked me a question. Someone asked me this last night, you know, what's one of the hardest things you've done ever? And I was like, you know, one of the hardest things I've ever done is this, but not because of quitting drinking. I actually, when I actually quit, it was quite a simple decision because I'd heard enough and I was in the right place and time. And I think you, you have to be there. Um, lots of people ask me how I did it. I'm like, you could literally do what I did and it wouldn't work for you. It's the right place at the right time. But one of the hardest things has been that kind of moment of realization of like, I've been underperforming my entire adult life. And I've, you shouldn't look back like this, but I'm going to, for the purpose of this conversation, I wasted 22 years of my adult life. 24 years of my life it's like that is huge to underperforming now i don't regret because i love where i am people i'm around anything else and i can't change it anyway martin mcfly was wrong you can't go back to the future you know? i can't go back to the past so you can't do it um but that's that's the scary realization how many monday mornings and and that's always my thing like if you drink at the weekend cool cool you do it whatever how should you sleep on sunday oh it's a bit rough i have a bit of a rubbish monday okay that's that's quite it's 52 mondays a year like how many of them do you want to lose? And I, I'm just, I'm that's my bit now to be elite. You, you can't do that. You can't have that attitude. So uh, I do miss drinking. I, I miss it. I liked it. I, I was a wine connoisseur. I went on courses about it. I loved it. I, you know, I, 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 I really enjoyed it, but it just didn't serve me enough. And you uh, worked, you worked in the industry as well, though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did courses on it. I've got accreditations. I worked in the industry for eleven years, serving it, driving it, delivering it managing it yeah um yeah it was it was a real passion and uh but it i wasn't drinking it like it was a real passion i was just drinking it so it was uh, it was time to go it wasn't so okay so what what changes so you stopped drinking you switched it for, for health and fitness mm. what what changes have people noticed in the business then so as a result of doing that, so the analogy that I see for this is if we had a Formula One car, we would put the best fuel in it. We'd have the best team maintaining it. We would look after it with ultimate care. We are the Formula One cars in our businesses. So mm -hmm. we've got to look after ourselves and keep ourselves in tip top condition. And you're right. It might just be a drink. It might just be a bottle of wine. It might just be a few pints, but then it impacts our sleep. And then if we don't sleep right, maybe lie in the next day we don't feel like doing stuff we're not as sharp we're not as on it we don't get up early we maybe don't skip some exercise so the knock-on effect is cumulative so 
cumulative in a detrimental way, isn't it? Yeah, what yeah. are the changes that you've seen then um, in the business? And, I, and I'm imagining and that there's been a change in, because you haven't doubled sales to double profits, have you? No, 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 we've got the same, almost in the, in the past 12 months anyway, almost the same volume of clients and workload and stuff is we just improved how we're doing things because we're more efficient and you know, I'm better in sales, better in processes, better at making decisions. I'm sure I still cock up, right? you have to cock up, that's where you learn. Um, but I read more stuff. Like I see a library at the back of there. I've got one down there, one in there, one in there. I'm a member of a book club. And I actually listen and watch the books now. You know, I got, whereas before I was like, oh, I'm a bit tired today. I won't do that today. Now I'm like getting through content and I'm listening and consuming stuff. And when you change your habits, I mean, I love atomic habits. That's That's been the key to it for me is stacking habits. I'm able to get a habit working and I just stack another habit to it. And a lot of those stacks are personal development stacks. Like I've got two books on the go at the moment I've, I've finally got rid of my phone for my bed at night so i'll now leave that downstairs and i read a proper book when i go to bed and i listen to an audio book in the morning or when i'm out driving the car and so i'm getting through content and that's made a huge difference because like you could, all the answers are bloody well there you know if you go and climb everest everyone goes literally the same way the first bloke went if there's a book on it they follow it you should do that in business and life and the books are freaking everywhere and they're the same right we've heard talks at conferences read business books oh there's that thing again that they talk about that thing. it's just all the same um and it's yeah. it's that's i think it's really important to, to to give yourself that time but when you're not not tip top those are the things that go okay so the one i remember is having a conversation for maybe 12 months ago around your content on your personal social media and saying maybe maybe although you work in social media maybe there's another opportunity for you as a sobriety coach now i didn't know it was called sobriety at the time um but i said helping helping people to do what what you've done how is sharing mm -hmm. your journey because i think a lot of people feel like they've been with you on your journey of stopping drinking and, and moving into health and fitness has that made an impact for people and how they know you yeah definitely i mean i i initially used facebook as accountability to myself and i, and I actually shared this in a talk i gave last night it's been a very it was a very selfish decision i needed to help myself which as we all know eventually helps everybody else so i quit drinking and i was like oh, right i really want to do this and, and you and I, let's use the conference analogy. You go to conference, you take a load of notes and you don't do anything with them. We all do that. We all read a book and then don't take action. You watch a YouTube video, a motivational meme, you do nothing about it. And I was like, I must do this. So I posted on Facebook and pinned it on there. I said, right, I quit drinking. Feel free to take the piss, but please support me. And I pinned it there for about a year and it was there. And, and it worked. People supported me. But then I started, I've always shared what I learned. And I, I almost, if I find something brand new, like you and I were geeking off earlier about tech and stuff before we went live on the podcast. And like, we like sharing what we find. And so I was finding stuff for sobriety. So I started sharing it. But cut a long story short, people followed it and they've been inspired by it. And slowly but surely over the years, and now it's almost on a daily basis, people DM me, Facebook me, tag me tell me they quit drinking or they've joined the gym because of something I said somewhere or they've been inspired by or because of something I said they went and did this and I just get the most phenomenal messages now from people I've, I'm probably never going to meet so yesterday's message was a guy up north who's a, like a project manager or something on a construction site and he's currently just a month sober but he said he found me on TikTok something I said resonated with him he realized actually he was a normal drinker in air quotes um and realized that that wasn't actually that normal. It wasn't actually that good for him. Even if it is normal, it doesn't mean it's good for him and it wasn't working. He said his wife's noticed the difference and this, I don't know who this guy is. I couldn't even tell his name now. I'd have to go into Messenger to find that he found me from Facebook, not friends with him. And that is a daily thing and it's weird. And it's it's good weird. I get goosebump weird about it, but it's, it's, it's such a strange feeling because I'm just me. Like you're just Jamie, I'm just Todd. And then, and then you get like, oh, you've inspired me to do this thing. And then my wife and my family and my business, I'm like, this is crazy. And I almost, I'm glad I can't, but imagine if I could find out how many people I'd influenced with it. Like, it would be like, it would probably blow your mind. It's probably why yeah. famous people lose their plot because they can probably see the impact. Like I'm like, I'm probably just going to keep out looking at that because it's quite a lot to take on in one brain. I'll just carry on doing what I'm doing. And if it's helping people wicked, because I mean, it's helping me, I like documenting it. It's almost quite cathartic. Um, you know, I wasn't an alcoholic, but if I was, the AA is a good route. And a lot of that is about 
kind of undoing all your wrongs and apologizing to people. And I kind of feel like that's what I've been doing with it. I've certainly apologized to to, to by the past people, you know, not not named by doing it. And if that's helping people, it helps them see things. And like I get just constant contact with people I've never heard from asking me for advice. And then six months later, after, they come back and go, mate, I'm still sober. I'm like, geez, what? Because I said that thing. And I'm like, yeah, I just listened to you. They just listened to me. And I'm like, why? I'm not qualified to do it. But apparently they'd rather listen to someone that's done it than anyone else. Yeah. It's just, it's just, there's a phenomenon around it. I forget the term now, but it's like when your parents tell you something and you just don't listen, but then you hear it from someone on YouTube and you do it. And it's like, why is that? It's a thing. I can't think what the term of it is now. Yeah, well, that's why people have keynote speakers at conferences because <laughs> people in business can talk to their teams about stuff all the time, bring a guest speaker in and talk about something for the first time and everybody suddenly listens to them, don't they? Yeah, it's happens to me okay. all the time. Um, I do, I go in and train people <laughs> social and it, I literally, I go and speak to the CEO or the market manager or whatever and say, what have you been trying to tell them for the last two years? I'll just tell them and they're like, why? I say, because I'll do it. It's just a thing. Uh, yeah. Let's just do it, you know, let's get yeah. that across the line. So has it had any impact with your journey that you've been on? Has it had any impact on the types of clients that you're attracting? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, firstly, the sales is a bit better because I'm not a main salesperson here. So that's that's working better. I'm, I'm, I'm asking better questions. I'm doing all the right kind of sales stuff. I'm enjoying that process. And then we've, we've just naturally moved into a kind of health, fitness and wellness space. So we've got gyms and PTs and we run an event. Um, showing health fitness and wellness businesses how to use TikTok last year and that's really put us out into that space um i've got an event uh, two days after we're recording this i've got an event um and when i look down the list there there's this there's a good mixture of health fitness and wellness in there so uh, yeah i'm i can see it becoming a thing you know it's definitely a niche we're moving into and um, and actually the, the team that we attract as well that that matters too and like i met someone last night who we may well talk to and they're into the health fitness and they're into social and it's like a thing now my little radar goes off it's like oh they'd be perfect as well so yeah it's 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 yeah. definitely changing the trajectory of life and business okay and what about personal relationships has it had an impact there yeah i've lost some friends <laughs> i've yeah. lost some friends it's because that happens you know you you've got drinking friends you've got friends you would and I've, I've admitted this on TikTok. They weren't really my friends. They were my excuse to go out for a drink. And and I've had to admit stuff like that. It's like, yeah, that was I would that was me. That was the type of person I was. Um, some of my friends have quit drinking, so I wouldn't see them in the pub either because they've quit too, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Um, then I've changed who I hang around with and who I talk to. And I chat to Lynn and my team about this a lot because we have really deep conversations about stuff. She's really into um, big conversations, which I love. From I, I found myself avoiding pointless conversations I just I'm just in a different space now and it sounds horrible but like I when I used to go down the pub it was just bollocks I was just talking bollocks what's the point you know really let's talk about the football no I'd rather talk about you know this amazing book by Napoleon Hill and uh, atomic habits and I'd, I'd, I'd talk about a podcast I heard the other week or quantum physics like it's I'm just in a different place now so so yeah naturally I'm hanging around and talking to and attracting different people so um I've got a, a select group of friends and then guys I chat to about all sorts of stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's good. I'd much rather that than what I used to talk about. Uh, and that period, of, so it's preparing people, because I think we go through this when we start businesses as well, don't we? So for most people, they're in a job, and at some point they go, I've had enough of that job, and there's a tipping point, and they make a decision, whether it's redundancy or they're just sick of something, and they start a business. And for most people, they don't know many people that run a business, so they're on their own and they're surrounded by all these people with a job mentality. Mm, and I don't yeah. mean that in a bad way, but a job mindset. Why would you want to start a business? They're not like, oh my yeah. God, Todd, what can I do to help you? Yeah. <laughs> they don't, do they? So generally, why would you want to do that? Because you're doing something that's making them look at themselves and think, well, I don't want to do that. So it makes them have doubts about what they're doing. They don't want to make that change. And I went through this with um, my divorce process. Me and I remember um, me and you were sat in conference, and I got an email. I checked my emails during the day. I was like, "Oh, my divorce has just come through." So, like we were <laughs> high fiving each other. Just, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but as as part of that process, when we leave a relationship, um, our circle of friends change. When we start a business, yeah. things like that change. When you make a life change in any way, it has ramifications in other areas. Um, but I'm guessing it it's you're in this social media world a lot more than I am. In the olden days, pre-Facebook, we would have a, a circle of friends who would be around us and something would change. We might change jobs or careers and we would move on. We wouldn't then have these people still attached to us electronically because we mm. just either changed towns or changed communities and we would just move on and move on to different groups. Whereas now, I think we collect friends on social media and we feel like we've got to stay friends with these people and see their updates and either interact or choose not to interact. Mm -hmm. And it can feel a bit harder sometimes. Whereas in the past, you would have just gone, I'm not in that club anymore. I've joined that one. And just yeah. never see those people again. Yeah, and you, you so don't really go has it. Go on. Has it, has it been hard for you to manage that change? No, because I've not really focused on it. Um, it's something I've avoided, I, I think. I get asked this a lot. I, I think I've avoided the reality that I don't have many friends now because I've not really gone out and got more. Because the, the reason for that is the community that I've replaced it with is the health and fitness community and the gym. And that's basically me at 5 a.m. with my AirPods on, ignoring every fucker around me. <laughs> I'm not gaining any friends. <laughs> so, so I haven't. I've replaced a very sociable place with a very unsociable place. Like gyms are very unsociable. I, I get that there was gym culture, by the way. There'll be people listening to this going, "Oh my, you know, my gym culture." It's not the way I've approached it, and it's just the way I've approached it. I, I can certainly change that. Um, I have gained friends through the accountability group with with my PT. So we're all on the same journey together. We're all sharing. You know, it'd be the most boring conversation in the world if you weren't into the gym, but it's what I'm into. Um, but yeah, it's a very small select people now. I've got uh, guys that I've known from school days, which I'm still friends with. But then, it, like you were saying, Jamie, like the, when you start your own business, your job friends don't get you. So places like Circle are, are brilliant because you're around all these, quite frankly, crazy people like, I can do it on my own. And you're around them all and they they understand. I mean, I was at an event on last Saturday. Um, makes it sound like I go to so many events. I honestly don't go to that many events. But I was at one last Saturday, and there's this young lad. In the, in the, I was probably one of the oldest there, mostly about 20, 30-year-olds in there. And someone said, oh, they were going to start a new business anyway. The, the, the keynote to asked, why are you going to start a new business? And he said, because I want to have more time and more time with my family. And I chuckled, thinking, oh, everyone will get the joke, because you won't have any. And no one laughed, and I was like, shut up. No one knows. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. I don't know. Well, I had that conversation with someone this morning because we quit a job and work harder yeah. for ourselves, don't we, in longer hours? Yeah. yeah, you just choose the 80 hours you work. <laughs> it's no different. Um, so it's, it's yeah. but people don't get why you do that. And I was chatting to my partner when I left the house, and we were business partners as well, and, and we were talking about something. And I said, but that's what we chose to do. We, we now run a business. That means we have to do that and operate like this. You know, if we had a job, we'd just leave. You know, and it's fine to do that. I still thought about the wine job when I had the job because I cared about it. I'm not saying employees don't care, but they don't really dream about it as much as we do, no matter who they are. It's um, it's a different beast. So, yeah, hanging around the right types of people, fitness, drinking, business, you need it. You need your crew. Okay. Um, so, one of the things, so you would have heard me last year at the conference talking about Be More Buffalo. Yeah, I love What's, this. Yeah. Be More Buffalo. So be more Buffalo. I mean, it's almost like we're cousins in business with this because you've got a similar thing with spaghetti agency and you've got bulls obviously involved in it. What's a time in your business where you've had to be more Buffalo and just face something head on and charge towards it? COVID was my storm. Um, like it was for many. It's a bit of a duck out answer really, but I, it, that really put me in a spin when that happened because the business wasn't in a great place. I wasn't in a great place. And then it was like, you know, stay at home and all this nonsense that went on, which which I just didn't agree with. And so I was annoyed about it anyway. And then I went to the office the next day and 
my mobile started ringing with people in hospitality, people in events saying, hey, I don't know what the future holds. Can we put it on hold for a bit? And I was like, oh, well, obviously, yeah, I will. Networking stopped. They closed the pub. It was, I was, it, it was really, really horrible. And fortunately for me, Joe, my partner, was on social media and looking around and a local business coach was doing his thing to you know everyone did their thing in COVID, didn't they i opened an online pub obviously which was great fun <laughs> i just got terribly pissed um but he was like right i'm gonna put out loads of free coaching so we had a session with him and he's still our business coach to this day he, he saved us and me and that so i faced the storm but i had someone holding me hand for it it, was, it, it changed our business completely we were, we were all outsourced at the time uh, we've now got an employed team we've moved upstairs in the building we've got a whole big office upstairs like it's changed it that was my moment where i yeah i had a lot of help but i had to face a storm and it, i think you're right covid was a massive thing that everyone's just stopped talking about and i don't mean to hang on to the past but it it was a milestone for us and a lot of things changed online networking was not a thing before covid and now i look back and i think about how much time did i waste driving places in the past mm -hmm. that and i said this to someone earlier today right so if if my last networking before covid used to be half an hour's drive each way that was an hour a week driving that's 50 hours a year mm. that's more than a full work week yeah yeah driving back into like, a full working yeah. week how much do we you know but then there's the other side of that is that you, you, people have gone the other way and now they don't meet people. So, you know, like your event was just great to go to, I, I, but I'm always, because I go to a lot, like, you know, we were serial event goers at one point. I'm still amazed to this day that some people just, oh, this is my first event since COVID. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, well, uh, and so the, yeah, I, but I remember, so going back then, so I remember, what would it be two three years ago we met at a conference and it would have been march three years ago i think so march three years ago would have been 21 and i remember it was my first event post covid so march 21 and i was really nervous being being and we quickly forget about that being all of a sudden in a room three or four hundred people when i'd been around one or two mm. for probably 12 months i felt really nervous and, and it's weird so we quickly forget and just go back to to the new way of doing stuff don't we yeah yeah i mean i i i can't resonate with that because i i could not wait to get back to it so when boris said you know essential trips only like everything became essential to me i went to every single shop going i was going to the shop back and forth all day long i was getting dressed up to put the bins out i was like mate i i need people so when that happened i i ran my own event as soon as possible went to other events as soon as possible um but it was yeah it was still weird i mean it was a great time for online networking the qr code i mean i think the qr code created covid what a business model <laughs> zoom created covid <laughs> like i wish i had shares in toilet roll zoom and qr codes i'd be made now um i would be on a beach on this podcast <laughs> this is how i did it um it's uh i think it was it was a big shift for a lot of people and, and, uh, and you say that we don't talk about it enough we don't because this 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 huge comebacks from that with people's mental well-being and and the, the workplace now and not enough people being together i think well, i think we'll we'll regret that a lot i think unless we do something about it very soon and people people need people we're a tribal we're a tribal creature and we need to yeah. be around people so online's great online network is great um but yeah i miss people still there's, there's not as much on it on which is why i like running my own events and going to them yeah so i i mix it i i accumulate all the time that i save by not traveling to events for online because I, I can get the same results for my business if i go back a little bit i used to run a big business people would come to me at head office so i was the md of a big business if someone wanted to meet me they'd come i wouldn't have to ask them they'd come to the office to meet me i didn't drive anywhere very rarely once a month maybe i would go to a meeting in london so i didn't really waste time driving during the working day 
people came to meet me. And that's how I liken it now. My working day, I try and top and tail it as much as I can so that it's condensed, so that I don't have unproductive time during the day. I might have breaks where I go and walk the dog. That is productive to me because that helps me function better. But I don't waste time driving. But on the counterpart to that, I will meet people face-to-face because I still enjoy that interaction. But I'll do it on my terms, generally. I live right in the centre of town. There's some really nice places. And I'll say, Todd, if you want to meet, there's a great place. There's amazing coffee. Do you want to meet there for a coffee? I'll even have a picture of the coffee inside the the venue that I can send to you. And you go, oh, that looks nice. So people Mm -hmm. still come to me. So I'm quite smart. And I heard a podcast. I forget who it was now. And there was a guy talking about, he was building his franchise in America. And I love this. And he said, if I, I started off, I would fly. So Todd, are you interested in this? You're very good at what you do. So let's say it was, he was building a social media franchise. Todd, you already run an agency. I've heard great things about you. We should meet up because I think you'll be really interested in getting involved in this. And you'd naturally go, yeah, the next time you're in town, come in and meet me. And his response would be, yeah, I could do that, but we'll have a great meeting. And then the next thing is for you to come to head office to find out what we're like. So why don't we just skip the middle part and you come to head office? And if you were unsure about it, he would even offer to pay for the flights for you to come. Now, if he used to, if he was originally, he would pay for his own flights to go meet you to then invite you back. So he was already invested in paying for those flights. But if he did that, he would only get one meeting in a day. By inviting people to come and meet him, he could do two or three a day without him having to do any travel and triple his output. Yeah. And make people think how it was because he would even pay for the flights for some of them. Mm. And and that's what I'm trying to replicate in my business now. Not, you know, get getting more in in less time, feeling better. In my last job, I used to drive 75 miles to the office each way. I kidded myself that I didn't mind doing it. It was at least an hour and a quarter, more like an hour and a half each way. So that's three hours driving a day, Mm. five days a week. And I I fooled myself that I liked doing it. Soon, the novelty soon wore off when I left. And And I think that's part of the change. We've got to work out what works for us. We feel great when we do events, but I'd much rather go to a big event and see a lot of people in one go once every so often than do it week in, week out, even daily. Yeah, um, agree. Because I agree. It comes at a cost. Yeah, I used to do a lot. I did a lot of networking, breakfast networking, the usual type of thing. And I did like three or four weeks at some point. And it's still a lot of time out of your diary. And I actually feel more productive in the morning, certainly now anyway, because of my morning routine. But it, it just the breakfast networking was right in that. And it, just crazy and i agree i'd yeah. rather go to a, a big event i went to a little networking event recently and I, I just left it thinking like i just wasted my time and it's a really harsh thing to say <laughs> so it's nice people there but it was like there's a better way of using my time much better we've got to be smart with our time and that's and i think that that comes into what you're doing now so you're making better use of your time since you stopped drinking yeah, since yeah, you swapped yeah. that for health and fitness so you're sleeping yeah. better. You're probably more productive, more energized during the day. Well, I know you are. You're not probably you are. Um, <laughs> okay, another question. Another question for you. you. You mentioned you'd worked with a coach, so it's a given that switching drink for health and fitness has had a big impact on your business and growing your business. But what's another example of something that you've done that's helped you grow your business that might be useful for people listening to this? It, it's it's the mentor thing I, I can't think who it was as a, as a podcast it may well come to me in a bit but there was, a, was an audio audio book or a podcast i was listening to and someone asked a question you know how do you become successful and they said you've got to have mentors you've got to have mentors you've got to have people that have been a everest and you know, know the trail you've got to have a guide and so the, the biggest thing for me is which was a challenge for me because I, I i i in the past wouldn't ask for help it was like I'll do it on my own and it's just kind of how i'm built you know um so now i've got a personal trainer a, a business coach um i've had a money coach i've had money mindset training um I, I listen and read audiobooks all the time i go to book clubs i go to i went to a, a, a health thing at the weekend to learn that I'm constantly learning all the time from people that have already done it 
and I'm more open. I'm not as open as I want to be to advice and things. Still struggle with it. Still get a funny feeling in my stomach. I can't work out what it is. It's some kind of thing that's just like, no, don't let it in. But that's been for me the, the route to it all is to be open to other people's ideas. And my biggest thing at the moment is going for no. I read a book that's called Go for No. And yeah. it's basically about, you know, you, you have to go through failures to get to success and you have to be okay with no. But the biggest takeaway for me, which was not what the author meant, was I found that giving people a note made me feel icky as well. So I would even not ever inquire about anything in case I didn't want to do it. And I'd have to say no. So I literally avoided yeah. coaches and mentors and books and courses and anything. So I was like, oh, God, if I click the link, they'll probably call me. Oh, no, and hide and Google the number. Oh, block it quick. And that, that's where I was at because I was afraid of rejection both ways. So so it's, it's, it's asking for help and being okay with, with no has, has made a, a profound difference. But it's only come about because of quitting drinking, getting healthy, and all the personal development stuff. I love that. Okay, so you, you won't know this, but episode 45, nine, ten episodes ago, I had Andrea Waltz, who wrote Go For No, on as a guest on here. So oh, wow. anyone wants to listen to that. Great ahead. book. Yeah, episode uh, and they're such her and Richard are lovely people. I, I was lucky enough that I brought them across to the UK to speak, so I feel like I had a part in their history of coming across to the UK. And then at the end of it, right, we'd finished recording, and she went, I just want to say, Jamie, you've had such an impact on our career and, and uh, this, that, and the other. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Yes, it's an amazing book. And they wrote, they wrote it. So that you could read it in an evening because it's a really short book, isn't it? Really short pages book, yeah. tops. We did it in book club, so yeah. we go to a book club once a month, and everyone loved it. And yes, they loved it because it was short, but they loved it because it was such a, it was such a, a quick book to to, to read. I think it's there. Is it, is it there? Yeah. No, that's not there. Because it's, it's we've only just read it, so it's usually on the top of the pile there. But everyone got it, and it was such a great. So we we've now got a metric in our business: how many knows have you had today? It's been brilliant for the workshop we're running because I do all the marketing stuff, but I know and I've always known and I've coached this and taught this with my clients that the, the values in the follow-up, you do all the marketing and then you find out who's interested, the likes, the comments, the clicks, and then you just call them up and say, hey, Jamie, I see you, you click my link three times. When are you going to? And I, I actually used to do this tactic, call them up and go, is the link broken in my email? What, what do you mean? clicked it three times and your sale hasn't come through and they'd be like so ashamed they'd be like oh shit i'll buy it now <laughs> but i stopped doing it so because i was afraid of no so um and i sort of cheated by doing that sort of stupid salesy thing like oh, is the link broken but because it helped me not just bloody well ask so now i'm like go for no get get the nose uh, right uh, and that this, my version of that is to be more buffalo because i i think that one of the side effects of covid is People don't like to pick up the phone and ring people. COVID mm. for, for a lot of business people taught us that we needed to book meetings using something like Calendly to have a Zoom call with them rather than just picking up the phone and ringing people. And I make a real effort to just pick up the phone and ring people. And uh, even this week, there was someone that I spoke to and said, that the example was, oh, I'm, I've already made my mind. I'd referred somebody into somebody. I won't say who they are. I'd referred somebody into somebody. They liked it. They wanted to buy. He said, I've been waiting two weeks for him to call me. I'm ready to buy. Mm. I've been waiting two weeks for him to call me back, and he hasn't called me back. If you're listening to this, how many people are waiting for you to ring them up and say, I just wondered if you were ready to get started? Yeah, yeah. The worst, someone, the worst is that someone's just going to say, no, I'm not ready. That's it. It's that easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's... And also, it saves you thinking about it. It's quite realised the day I was, I started, I've applied it to other things as well, of like tasks I think are big. And I'm like, just just look at it and just see. Because often it's not a big task and often it's not a big conversation. It's not a big deal and it's not a big challenge. And so it applies to, I've applied it to lots of things. And this is what I've realised with, since, since I've quit, is you apply something you're like wow that relates to so many areas of my life as well so like the habit stacking applies to everything the routine applies to everything the discipline applies to everything and i'm starting to see the patterns like it's like, it's like i can see the matrix you know i can see it all now it's like coming down i can see the code <laughs> it's working i love that okay i've got another another question for you um, one of our brand values is paying it forward so who has 
who do you want to pay it forward to and that someone that's made an impact to you in your life so, or your career it's a pretty easy one and it's our business coach kevin because he he didn't take credit for it but then he sort of hinted it not like long ago that when we started working with kevin so he was the coach that gave us some free coaching during COVID and really helped me you know he really and he just he really understands people so he, he coaches me and joe and he coaches us differently so he's a very clever guy and he'll just sit there and ask the right questions in the right way for the right person and he, and he, he got me just right at the right time but he seeded this just you should just move a bit more that's all he said because he knew he couldn't go too far he couldn't say you should work out every day you fat bastard like that would have been too far i would have been like right cancel the contract that's not where this guy very gently just sows the seeds and he worked out very early on that that's how he gets me to move um and even when i quit drinking and started being healthy and started posting on facebook and stuff he said nothing he didn't say anything and then he reminded me once that you know it was actually him that reminded me to sort of just just get on the bike a bit and just see how you feel and that's what started that little seed so um, he's had a profound effect on on my business but on me but also my relationship with joe as well because we coach together it's not like couples counseling but he can't help but get involved at times and it's helped us understand how we misinterpret each other and things so it's 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 a it's had a huge effect on me as a human being so and, and i wrote i wrote a post at christmas about it about him and nathan actually because my pt has also felt like he came at the right time and place and kind of saved me so i wrote this post that yeah. they just uh, you know saved me from disaster so um so yeah it would definitely be that would definitely be kevin i'd shout out to for sure i love that okay and well i think uh, I, I was reminded of this next one about collaboration when there was a, oh, he was like a business lecturer from a college, came along to one of our networking events and he was blown away. And he said to me, like, I've been teaching business for over 20 years and we teach everybody that everybody is competition, but you guys are all about collaboration and helping each other. It's the complete opposite of what I've been teaching. And it blew him away who do you collaborate with or who have you collaborated with because i think you know that part that bit that you mentioned we need to get out and see other people we need to be around other people we can collaborate with people and it can have a big impact on our business so, so what's an example of collaboration in your business that's made a difference oh there's loads i mean as a digital agency there's so many there's different kind of verticals and sections and areas or whatever you want to call them in digital so when I go networking and when Joe goes networking, we actively look for website developers, branding agencies, people who do video, because we work so well together. We actually had this realization yesterday that people who create beautiful videos don't understand how they really work on social media. It's actually quite rare to understand what I talked about in short form video, but I don't necessarily create great quality short form video. You put the two things together, it works really well. So I'm a big, big fan of collaboration. I really am. Um, and we'll, we even, um, we wrote a blog on our website about the best digital marketing agencies in Warwickshire and didn't put ourselves on the list and just put other people on it. Like, these are all great. Because like, if you don't, if you choose us because you like us, that's great. But if you, if I say there's all these companies and you choose them, you, you weren't going to choose me anyway. Uh, business is about people really. So I'm not afraid of competition. In fact, when people ask me who my competition are around here, I genuinely don't know 11 years into business, really, who's the comparable comp competition because wrongly or rightly, I just don't look at it. I'm, I'm focusing on who we want to help, who we want to serve, the clients we've got, the content I'm putting out. And I, I just don't see the point in looking at the competition. I think the, when I stopped doing that was when I started the business, when I was like, well, why are all these marketing agencies shit at marketing? Well, that's not right. Let's just, let's build an agency that's great at their own marketing. And that's what we've done. That's my thing, walk the walk. Um, so I don't really look at it now, um, but we definitely, ref we refer social media, we refer content, we refer workshops and training, all sorts of stuff. Because if it's, if, if we can help someone, then then we'll help them. I, it, just because it's like, oh, we can't do it now, but don't tell them about that one because I'll go and work with them. It's like, if if they work with them then that's it you know if they come back to us then that's it it's it's i'm, I'm fine with that confident enough to do that and we have genuinely always been like that it's it's worked really well for us uh, and i think that people need 
to be comfortable in what you do, but know that people are going to work with other people as well. We can't yeah. ring fence our clients and our connections. And I actively encourage people, you've got to be in more than one network. We don't, in the olden days, pre-COVID, we used to go and meet clients at their workplace and we'd be greeted in reception perhaps by someone. Then someone would come and meet us. They'd walk us through the office. It might be the owner, it might be the boss, or it might be someone taking us to meet that person. So we'd start off in reception. We'd see what's going on while we sat in reception and see some people coming in. Then we get a guided tour of the building, get introduced to some people. This is where we make this. This is where this happens. That's what that happens. And then we get to where we're supposed to be. Those people are, a lot of them are working remotely now. A lot of offices have downsized or shut down. We don't get to go in and meet all those different people like we used to. And that's where referrals perhaps used to come from for a lot of people. So we've got to be in multiple networks and have different communities to get to know the same number of people that we used to do naturally. And I think you're right. We've got to just be open to, well, if you don't like me, here's some other people that you could work with. That and makes sense, doesn't it? That's what branding is all about. I mean, our brand is very much about that. It's the, we don't attract people that don't get it. And that's, that's fine. You know, they'll, they'll go somewhere else. And we've, up until recently, we've pretty much survived on inbound inquiries. When people like the look of what we do, they hear about us, they see us speak, see us on podcasts or you know events and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, well, we like them. They, that look, that's about our style. That's good. If they don't like that, that's also fine as well. And I think you have to be comfortable with that. You have to put your put it out there and say, this is us. This is what we stand for. This is what we do. This is what we believe in. And I'm sticking by it. I'm happy to change it, but this is currently what I'm sticking by. Um, and if people don't like it, cool. That's okay. Like someone DM me last night on TikTok saying they don't I don't like your videos. I don't like the way you do this. I don't like the way you say that. I don't think you should say that. I was like, thanks for your feedback. My videos are obviously not for you. You can't please all of the people all of the time. And she was very polite when she came back, but I was and I, and I replied to all the comments on TikTok, but you won't always please everybody. And I gave up trying to please everybody a long time ago. Okay, so let's just let's just wrap up then. If someone wants to find you on TikTok, because we've hinted at it a little bit, how would they find you? I am the Sober Cowboy on TikTok. My actual handle is the Content Cowboy, but if you search the Sober Cowboy, you'll find me on there. Okay, and outside of TikTok, if someone's interested in finding out more about you, what's your preferred method platform? Yeah, just go to Spaghetti Agency, SpaghettiAgency.co.uk. It's all on there. Our socials on there. Um, if you go to the contact page, you'll find me on LinkedIn and Instagram, and yeah, you'll find me. I'm, I'm, I'm just just put the social media cowboy into most of them. You'll find me there. Love it, right? Thank you very much. Um, I am, I am sure at some point. Well, I need to find out what events you're going to be at this year, so I can see what's new for twenty four. Sure I'm sure you'll be back. On, yeah, you'll be back on one of my stages in the near future as well. Awesome. Look forward to it.